Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. You're listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 110. It is WrestleMania week 2017. This is our NXT TakeOver Orlando preview show. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. It is the latest in the series of NXT TakeOver events being paired with the major WWE special event slash pay-per-view events. And I'll just start with a general question. Are you generally excited for NXT TakeOver on Saturday night this year, WrestleMania weekend, uh, instead of Friday? Are you excited for the show, Liam? Um, yeah, I think there's. it's going to be a good wrestling show. Um, and I, I, lo- I really enjoyed uh, the main event of the last TakeOver, the last Bobby Roode and Nakamura match. Um. DIY and the Revival are involved in a match together, so that's going to be good. You know, on paper, at least, this should have a lot of good wrestling on it. So it's not lighting your world on fire. I mean, if you remember a year ago, uh, this NXT show had – you had American Alpha and the Revival for the tag titles. You had Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura, and you had Finn Balor and Samoa Joe in the main event, uh, and Bailey and Asuka. So that's that's a lot to live up to. So comparing these shows year to year – is a little staggering, but uh, yeah, generally I think I'm pretty excited. What about you? I have no doubt that it's going to be a good show. And there's one match in particular that as we get into it here, that I'm probably is my pick for match of the weekend, at least on a WWE show. Uh, But uh, I've been more excited for takeovers in the past. Uh, So I guess I, I kind of feel what you're saying there. Um, do you happen to catch the conference? Well, I happen to catch, I'll phrase it this way. I happen to catch the conference call that, uh, Triple H did with the wrestling media last week. And, uh, there's, oh, there was a line of questioning there that one of the reporters that called in, uh, asked him where, uh, they mentioned that, uh, the last time he did one of these that he, he kind of admitted, yeah, not a lot of people are over to the level that I would like right now. Uh, He didn't say it in those words. He's become far more um, corporate and polished in his speak on those calls. Uh, But he kind of gave the impression that, okay, this time he said, yeah, I'm, I'm happier. I feel like we're not quite there yet, but um, a little bit happier with where we are. Uh, Would you kind of concur with triple H's uh, uh, consensus there and, you know, reading between the lines a little bit, 
Uh, it seems like he's saying, well, these guys aren't over at the level of Bailey and Balor and guys like that, but they're on their way. Do you agree that they're on their way? And uh, you kind of feel, are you picking up what he's putting down? Uh, I just don't know that there's, there's th- any of these guys. I mean, none of them have had the time. I mean, Bailey was in, uh, just recently they added all the, uh, all of the full sale NXT shows are now on, are now on the network so that, so like all of those guys, you know, with these, I mean, Balor came in, I guess, sometime in 2014, but a lot of these people, Sami Zayn and Bailey and a lot of those guys that were just super over there were there forever. I mean, the revival, I mean, Scott Dawson, it's on like one of the first NXT shows as a, as a jobber for the shield, uh, that's wrestling the shield. Like a lot of these guys have just been around those people, those fans and everything for a long time. And I do think that full sale crowd, those those TV shows, kind of inform how people react to these stars at the pay per view. So, like you see Ty Dillinger, who's been down there in various gimmicks since pretty much day one, and he's a guy who is probably the most over guy in NXT right now. And aside from Nakamura, probably, um, but. Yeah, I just don't know. It's so yeah. If you give it another six months, are some of these guys going to be over? Maybe, but I mean, we saw. I mean, Cassius on the other side though. You have Cassius Ono who just came back, and he was there before, and he he is now back, and he went off and uh, had a pretty kind of tore up the indie scene for a couple of years, and then came back. And uh, he's not really. I mean, he's certainly he didn't get like the the giant superstar reaction that a guy like. Uh, that some other guys would get there. So I don't know. I think, I think I'm kind of, I'm a little skeptical of that. I just don't know if, if there's anybody that will be down there long enough to form that kind of connection uh, with, with the fans that, um, that can kind of become associated with that brand as heavily as Sami Zayn and Bailey and Finn Balor were. So, you know, uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but uh, color me skeptical on that one. I think that's fair. Yeah, that uh, that makes a lot of sense. These guys have just not had the time. Um, okay, so the the NXT TakeOver card, five matches. Um, and I mentioned one I'm really looking forward to the most, and we'll touch on that. But uh, this match was added to the show this week, and it's Ty Dillinger, Roderick Strong, No Way Jose, and Ruby Riot taking on the Sanity Group. Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, recently debuted Ruby Riot, who I think was uh, Heidi Lovelace? Is that who that was? I believe so. Yes. And uh, oh, we had some sort of device where we could look that kind of thing up. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, versus yeah, it was Heidi Lovelace. Uh, and the uh, the Sanity Group. I opened up the Google machine there and plugged that in, and there huh. you go. Uh, like magic. Yeah. So you got this eight person mixed tag. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be the opener or not, but um, a loose amalgamation of baby faces against the sanity group. Uh, any thoughts on who's going over here and um, any thoughts on any of the individual baby faces and any thoughts on the Eric young led sanity group? Um, yeah, I, I, I like the inclusion of, uh, of, um, of Ruby riot there. I think that they've kind of really gotten over on the TV uh, over the last few weeks or the episodes that I saw that every time it looks like the baby faces have somebody from sanity beaten, Nikki, Nikki cross is generally the, the X factor who gets involved and 
helps shift the numbers game back over. And of course, because all the baby face men are gentlemen, they won't, they can't hit the, they can't hit the girl. So they went and found a, a girl that can hit her. So yeah, that's simple. And, uh, that's all good. I'm kind of still looking to see Roderick Strong break out. I mean, obviously, there's no doubt from the from an in-ring standpoint that he's uh, that he's something special. But uh, I think he's still trying to find his niche and find his uh, his personality uh, in in NXT. Um, on the heel side, um, I like Sanity in general. I think Nikki Cross is like really good, and I like her character. And I actually thought that she should have been the one maybe getting the title shot against Asuka. But uh, they've, uh, and I, I like the group in general. I'm not, I'm just, I've never been a huge Eric Young fan. Um, I mean, I, I as a, as a, uh, as a worker. Um, and obviously he's worn many hats over the years. He did tons of comedy. He did the kind of crazed, serious guy and, um, but I just, yeah, Eric Young's kind of a guy I've always just been able to kind of take or leave. I've never really seen him as like a, a big, big deal. Um, so I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not quite feeling it with sanity. I mean, they don't offend me or anything. I don't, I don't dislike Eric Young or anything, but I don't, he doesn't exactly light my world on fire either. Um, any thoughts on that or anything involving this match? My thoughts are immediately turned to main roster and uh, will we ever get Dillinger on the main roster full time? And I mean, No Way Jose is textbook uh, opening match uh, kind of guy on the main roster. Like he can go and do what he's doing now. There's no, He could have gone eight months ago and done what he's doing now on the main roster and he'll get it over at, you know, at a Santino Morello level or something, but he'll get over. Um, so those are just kind of my thoughts. Uh, does Dylan, I, I don't know. I, to me, those are the, the, the candidates from that match as far as who could, uh, who could be main roster bound uh, night after mania or SmackDown after mania. I think uh, Dillinger and no way Jose are my candidates in this match. Do you see either of them uh, as possibilities? Yeah. I mean, Dillinger, Again, it's kind of the thing when, when they put him in the Rumble. Um, it's like it's kind of now or never. Like, if he doesn't come up in the next, you know, couple of months here, I don't think he's ever coming up. And maybe that's okay. Maybe, you know, maybe some guys are just there to work with people that they want to be stars. He's kind of the, the Dolph Ziggler of NXT. He's, you know, he's never really given much of a shot, but they put him with guys that they want to be something. Um you know, for you know, for the sake of his paycheck and for the sake of a guy who's just been around for so long, it would be, it would certainly be nice. And yeah, both with Jose and and with uh, with Dillinger, you have the built-in chant. You know, fans love fans love wrestling. Fans love chanting things. They love they love sing-along promos and chanting things. So yeah, those guys both had a, a built-in way to get over. Alistair Black, the former Tommy End, will be taking on Andrade Almas, Andrade Cien Almas in a singles match. Almas also seems to be a guy that they put with the guy they want <laughs> to get over uh, into the mid card or so. He's kind of that mid card gatekeeper guy, and I don't know if that's. I mean, Hunter put him over on the conference call. Um, but, I mean, what's he going to do? Trash the guy? But I don't know if that's. If I'm Almas. 
I don't know if I feel great about my lot in life. Uh, but uh, any thoughts on uh, Tommy and Alistair Black there or uh, Almas and his lot in life? Yeah, um, I don't know uh, Tommy End all that well. Uh, he showed up and wrestled Neville in the in the UK tournament. Um, I know of him, but I've never. I'm not. I'm not a connoisseur of British wrestling, so I can't comment much on him. But uh, obviously, hope hope that he's a a big success. Um, yeah, almost like I think the last the last NXT show, I think he wrestled Roger Strong and lost. And they just yeah, like you said, they just kind of put him with whatever baby face they want to try to get over a little bit as I don't know. There's just, there's just something about him that's never clicked. I mean, they tried to bring him in as a baby face um, and that didn't work. They kind of turn him heel now, but he still doesn't quite seem comfortable. So again, like we said at the top of the show, when we're talking about NXT as talent in general, maybe he just needs more time to figure it out, but it just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel natural to me. Um, I, I mean, everybody, when when they brought him in and took his mask off, everybody questioned that. And, you know, and they have their reasons for doing it. They It's the it's the old Eric Bischoff, WCW, you can't market a guy in a mask uh, argument, <laughs> which is super dumb. But a lot of people in wrestling buy into that for some reason. So, yeah, I think maybe at this point, maybe you should put him back in a mask. Um and uh, and try that or something. I I don't know, but whatever. Everything they've done with him has just felt like when I see him, I'm just like, oh yeah, that guy. That guy still exists. It's cool. Uh, but I never, I never. And that's again, I'm not trying to bury him. Uh, he, he seems like he's doing the best with what he has. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm he's he's another guy who's who's pretty much a take him or leave him at this point. The triple threat tag team elimination match for the NXT tag team titles. This is the match, at least on WWE shows, and I probably won't watch any of the other ancillary indie or Ring of Honor events, at least live this weekend. Um, so for me, this is my match of the weekend. Uh, the Authors of Pain uh, defending their titles against DIY and The Revival. Um, I think it's going to be incredible, and I'm looking forward to this in-ring uh, more than anything else this weekend. Uh, what are your thoughts on the triple threat tag match? Who wins? Does anybody go up after? Um, really both brands, but I think especially SmackDown, they freaking need the revival on that show. Um, that, that's that tag. I mean, you got American Alpha and the Usos and that's, that's it, man. I mean, I know they had like Slater and Rhino were over for a little bit and they gave them that short little tag title run. I guess you could try turning those guys heel somewhere down the line, but, Really, it's just like they SmackDown really needs tag teams. So like the revival's got to go up, I think, and they should go to SmackDown. Um, I mean, Raw's tag division is pretty stale too, but I think SmackDown's <laughs> at least there's more than two teams on the Raw side. So um, yeah, I mean theoretically, I think I mean DIY should go up too. They're they're incredible, and again, both both brands needs need tag teams, but realistically. I think revival is going up. Um, Authors of Pain, uh, they're they're getting a little better. I will say, I think they're they might be the early candidates for most improved from where they were, uh, you know, say six months ago to where they are now. When, we, when they when they won the the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Tournament last year to where they are now, I think they've improved uh, greatly. Um, so yeah, I uh, I think this will be awesome, and uh, yeah, I, I think the revival is on 
one of those post-mania shows, whether it's Raw or SmackDown. And do they, I think the authors of uh, Pain, um, I think they retain, but there's some kind of screwy finish with DIY, so DIY can still chase for a little while. It's not as though they have another tag team they can really plug right into that spot there. Um, unless, I don't know, unless the Hardys are NXT bound, but I don't think they are. I think they're WWE main roster bound. Um, so I think Gallagher's Pain retain. What do you think? Yeah, that seems pretty likely. Um, DIY is kind of, they made it clear that DIY hasn't really gotten, they had their one-on-one re, or two-on-two rematch on NXT TV. They had the Authors of Pain in their double submission and the Revival uh, got in the ring and caused the DQ. So you can you can still have them chase. You can have the Authors of Pain pin one of the Revival and then you kind of keep the chase alive for DIY. That That makes as much sense as anything. Asuka defending the NXT Women's Championship against Ember Moon. Oh, this one's really interesting to me. From a uh, building for your future point of view, it would be really helpful. It would be really helpful if Ember Moon would get over as a, as a strong babyface and a legitimate challenger to Asuka. The problem is they've almost screwed themselves with how dominantly they've booked Asuka. And I don't buy anyone this side of Chris Cyborg as a <laughs> as a legitimate threat to Asuka's championship. At the same time, it feels like maybe it's time to change the title. I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts on Asuka, who's kind of been playing heel in this feud, and Ember Moon uh, for the NXT Women's title? Um, I kind of feel about Asuka the way I did about uh, like 2015 Brock Lesnar. Where I don't like, I don't ever want to see her lose the title. Like she's she's so awesome, and uh, you know I would almost think that she should. Uh, yeah, she should. At the same point, you know I don't know what how likely it is that she's going to get called up to the main roster. I would think eventually she will, just because it seems like everybody eventually goes up. Um, but except for Ty Dillinger, but um, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, if you're trying to build the division if you decided now you're going to build the division around ember moon then yeah absolutely she should win and then she has people she can defend against all the women that asuka has already beaten and plus uh nikki cross and ruby riot and all of them so you you do open yourself up to more options going forward uh however at the same time i think you run the risk if because asuka's super popular Outside of Nakamura, she's maybe the you know second or third most popular person on on NXT television right now. And I think if Ember just beats her clean, there's a chance that the crowd will just start to boo Ember, and that is probably not what they want out of her, at least not right now. So I don't know. Um, I mean, part of me is, I mean, the fan in me goes, Asuka should never ever lose. So I don't want necessarily to see her lose, but if you know the the brain in me is thinking, yeah, yeah, you should probably, you should probably do that just because, I mean, who else have they got for, for Asuka to wrestle if she does keep the belt for any longer? Um, but I guess we'll see. I think of Asuka being added to that raw women's division. Boy, that would be special there. I mean, they have, I think the raw women that they focus on are probably all more over, well, maybe with the exception of Nia, are all more over than the SmackDown women. But 
at least on SmackDown, you got some depth over there. I mean, every woman, every available woman or something is going to be in the SmackDown match on on Sunday. Uh, Are we sure that isn't every available woman in the Raw match? Uh, I guess we're not. I'm not sure. Um, it's, it's interesting. Or, you know, even people not on the roster like Kelly Kelly and Eve Torres and uh, Victoria and uh, Molly Holly and people like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I think Oscar would really help the Raw Women's Division was my point there. I, I don't know. I don't expect it, but I think that would be cool. Yeah, that, that makes, again, that, that makes sense. There's no... There's a lot of people in NXT who, if it is truly a developmental territory, which of course it really isn't, but it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that don't belong there anymore. It's not like she's right. Asuka's not there to learn. She's just there to be a, you know, a character on that television show and to help sell tickets for NXT house shows. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, I, I think under my head, I'm saying probably Ember Moon wins this match, but uh, you're right. Either way, uh, Asuka should probably be on Raw very soon. But who knows? Just, just like to clarify, that's not one of our scoops. I don't, I don't, not a scoop. I don't expect it. And I mean, she's even been working. She's been filling in here and there on SmackDown house shows lately. Uh, so maybe they even think, well, eventually, maybe. But on SmackDown, I don't know. But I'm. That's not one of our trademark scoops with a Z. Exactly. And then we have the main event, Bobby Roode versus Shinsuke Nakamura, a singles match for the NXT Championship. Um, I think we've kind of underplayed a little bit on this show. The reports in The Observer a few weeks ago that Nakamura is probably main roster bound sooner than later, probably earmarked for SmackDown. I don't think that was in The Observer. I think that's kind of just more speculation. Uh, But Nakamura is probably headed up and I took the him being booked or uh, being advertised for the NXT download fest shows in the UK in June. I took that as some combination of a red herring slash ticket sales aren't going well. And maybe we can even still have him work those shows, but he's headed for the main roster. Anyway, I expect him on raw on Monday night or on SmackDown on Tuesday night. Uh, and so I don't think he will win the NXT championship here, but he does have two. It's they've, they've switched the title at house shows before they've done some stuff. Um, so I'm unclear on the, even the finish of this match. And I don't think we should read necessarily read anything into it. If Nakamura does regain the title, um, but I may have just talked myself into in, in circles for no reason because I expect Bobby Roode to win and Nakamura to go right to the main roster. What do you expect uh, out of this main event on Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's it's a matter of when, not if. Um, you could, I mean, those shows are in June, so you could have him finish up there, and then he's one of the NXT guys that gets drafted. Um, I wouldn't wait that long because SmackDown really needs, uh, really needs somebody else in that main event scene, or even the up, you know, upper mid card, um, just anything. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, we'll get to that uh, on our next show, in our WrestleMania preview. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm very gung ho on on Nakamura going to SmackDown. Um, so we'll see, but uh, I think that's the way to go. And yeah, I, I think Rude retains here. I think they're. 
I think Hunter Hunter is such a big fan of like 1980s NWA, and and he's found like his his Ric Flair uh, surrogate in Bobby Roode, and so they're I think yeah I think Roode's gonna be champion there for a while. That is NXT Takeover Orlando. That is on Saturday night this weekend. And Friday night is the WWE Hall of Fame. I guess we can touch on that real quickly here. Um, Eric Legrand is uh, winning the Warrior Award, being inducted by Dana Warrior. I don't know his story very well, but I'm sure I will know it uh, after Friday night. Um, Rick Rude is being inducted by Ricky Steamboat. What do you think about the ravishing one uh, headed into the WWE Hall of Fame? He's he's awesome, man. Like uh, he he's one of those guys that it's and you know why because in that era, even though in this era Rick Rick Rude would be a would be like a super heavyweight in in that era, he was a small guy, and so he never got his he never he never was the guy who worked with the champion for like six months. Uh, you know, he never got like a long run with Hogan. He may have worked him like a Saturday Night's Main Event or something, but never never got like a big high-profile title match with uh, with Hogan, but, you know, had his time in WCW, had those matches with Steamboat, and I think he had a match with Flair as well, and unfortunately got hurt in the match against Sting, but yeah, just awesome talker, a great... It's one of those things, I think, when you say 1980s WWF, he's one of the guys you think of. Um, to me, obviously, Hogan and Savage are the, are the first two that I think come to mind for most people, but to me, like Rude and, and Jake Roberts and, and maybe Honky Tonk Man or some of the more outlandish characters come to mind after that. But yeah, he's just, to me, he's like one of the, he's like a quintessential 80s pro wrestler to me. Bruce Pritchard and uh, Conrad Thompson on Something to Wrestle With did an awesome show covering uh, Rick Rude's career. Uh, a couple of months ago i think i don't know it's i think it's i don't think they've started putting those behind a paywall yet but it's like a two and a half hour deep dive but uh highly recommend it um and i know your feelings on bruce pritchard liam but just go in with the minds you know what this guy is he's a carny and and i you can i, I don't know i enjoy it i, could, I, I, I mean I, I could do that or i could you know do things that i want to do <laughs> all right i'm just saying and they even touched on uh, him not working with Hogan uh, on that show. So, yeah. uh, Beth Phoenix, Beth Phoenix, is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. I, uh, <laughs> I think you have some thoughts. I think I've read uh, some of your tweets on uh, Beth Phoenix, the former Divas Champion and three-time Women's Champion and former Slammy Award winner. Uh, being inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. But uh, thoughts on Beth Phoenix, her run, her career, and her induction? I mean, look, everybody does this. Look, it's the WWE Hall of Fame. It doesn't matter because, you know, Drew Carey's in it, and this person's in, and this person isn't, and and all of that. And you're you're not wrong, but, like, especially going in, like, this class, I just think she really sticks out. Maybe it's just because she's new, but like I I don't know like I don't know I don't know what she's doing like are we out of attitude era like I mean I'm guessing it's probably because like women like Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler say no right like that's why now we're inducting women who are active less than like less than ten years ago I don't know I don't think they have especially good feelings about Tori or Stacey I think 
I think Tori would do it. I just I don't think they're big fans. And Stacy, it wouldn't be, wouldn't shock me if Stacy said no. Uh, they'll they'll both go in someday, but uh, I I don't know why we're I don't know you know I like Beth. I don't I don't know why she's going in. And Natalia's inducting her and not Edge. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Like Natalia's like maybe number three on the list of people I would have inducted. I mean, I know they're like real life best friends, but how people dealt with each other in real life was never really an issue for the Hall of Fame as when Hulk Hogan inducted Randy Savage a couple of years ago. Um, so I don't know why now uh, they want to tell you to do it other than, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird to have somebody who uh, was active so recently and was at part of a, and it's not her fault, but she was part of a division that was a complete afterthought. And, you know, they got, maybe three or four minutes a show. Um, so I, I, you know, is that, and you know, we, we've, you've discussed this more in detail, I think on past shows or certainly discussed it in, on Twitter that halls of fame in general are kind of silly because if it's, if it's a, it's a hall of quote unquote fame, well, she's famous. She's certainly famous in the world of wrestling. So shouldn't everyone that's famous be in the hall of fame? Yeah. It's not a hall of merit. And I hate this, especially in sports. <laughs> Hall, the the yeah, the name is stupid. <laughs> uh, Diamond Dallas Page is being inducted by Eric Bischoff. Uh, another highlight of the weekend for me. Anytime I get to hear Eric Bischoff speak at length about anything that is anything that isn't politics, I'm a huge fan. Uh, so DDP is a three-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion. And he will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, if there's such thing as being well deserved, uh, it's kind of a lifetime achievement kind of thing. Uh, I got nothing bad to say about DDP. How about you? Yeah, no, he, he's awesome. And the fact that he found his career uh, post post wrestling, and obviously, I mean, he's he's I think a good portion of the reason why Jake Roberts and Scott Hall got inducted because he was able to help them clean up their act enough to where WWE felt it wasn't a PR risk to bring them in. So, uh, yeah, he, he does, a, does a lot of great work in his life and yeah, yeah, he deserves, he deserves a victory lap. Uh, I always like seeing DDP in, in a wrestling setting. I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap as like a self promoter or somebody that's more worried about selling you his gimmicks than anything else. And I'm like, well, He's got a little bit of that carny in him, but you cannot deny the fact that he saved lives. <laughs> right. Uh, so I got, yeah, I got nothing bad to say about DDP. Uh, Theodore Long is being inducted into the Hall of Fame by the APA. I don't, yeah. I don't have any, I don't have any grand Teddy Long thoughts about you. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. He was he was a staple of WWE television. If you have watched WWE for the last. Uh, you know, decade and a half or so, you you know Teddy Long, and obviously his roots go back further, back to uh, WCW being a, a manager there. So, uh, and I'll always love Teddy Long for the quote, which is my favorite quote of all time, which is, uh, Bill Watts is the worst booker in the history of America. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I got, I, got, I got nothing but good things for Teddy, not, no, nothing but good feelings in my heart for Teddy Long. Is that true? Are you asking me that? Did he say that, or is Bill Watts the worst booker ever? 
Well, I mean, if he said that, why? It's like it was, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Bill Watts is like a great human being, but I don't I don't know. Seems like he was a pretty successful I'm guessing, pitcher. I'm guessing it was motivated by that. I think it's on the the Rise and Fall of WCW DVD, but pretty much everybody except Jim Ross on that DVD buries Bill Watts. And <laughs> I mean, you and, you want to you want to you want to bury him post? I mean post UWF you want to bury him once he got to WCW in the 90s oh by all means he deserves it but <laughs> I mean he had quite a, he had quite a track record I don't know about that comment but I just I just it made me laugh it made me laugh very hard and uh <laughs> maybe because Bill Watts is not a good human being I don't mind laughing at that so yeah that's nothing but love for Teddy Long the Rock and Roll Express are inducted or will be inducted uh by Jim Cornette who has no um who shows us the democrats could be a-holes too um i think jim, i think jim Cornette being at this show uh tells you everything you need to know about what how principled he is as a human being as much crap as he's talked he's gonna show up and, and take you know five thousand dollars or whatever it is for them it's like does he need the paycheck that bad i don't doubt it but I don't know. I'm kind. I'm kind of trash talking Jim Cornette here, and I don't really know why. It's like I I found some of his promos entertaining over the years, but I also tend to think he doesn't fall into the great human being category. Yeah, I don't. Um, I was not. I've never really gone back and watched a ton of the the NWA stuff or the stuff with the Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express with Jim Cornette and stuff. So I I can't really comment. I'm sure you know. Obviously, they're one of the greatest teams of all time, and. Uh, They've kind of had a little bit of resurgence into the wrestling, uh, into wrestling fans' mindset because they showed up on uh, one of the Hardys, uh, one of the Total Nonstop Deletion shows. So uh, yeah, good, good for them. Uh, don't don't really have anything I want to say about Jim Cornette because everything. I I I'm not a fan of his. Let's just leave it there. Um, I hope I hope it's nice for the people that are getting inducted. That's that's all that matters. And the headliner, Kurt Angle, will be inducted by John Cena. Kurt Angle is one of the greatest in-ring talents of all time and um, seems to have gotten uh, sober and uh, he's pushing his uh, sobriety app uh, in all the media I've seen him do leading up to this. Um, We could probably do a show devoted to Kurt Angle at some point, but uh, what do you think about Kurt uh, going in? It's awesome. Um it was it was such a shame that he he wasted so much of his career in TNA and um not to say he didn't have good matches there or anything but uh, yeah he was in TNA longer than he was in WWE and uh, that that's so it's kind of sometimes you wonder as great as he was for the six years or whatever he was there or seven years maybe uh, like how much better he could have been if he would if he had kind of had his head on straight. But, uh, you know, the important thing is not, you know, when you get clean, it's that you get clean, I think. So it's, you know, God bless him. I'm glad, I'm glad he seems to be doing well. And um, obviously, again, if WWE is willing to induct him and make him kind of an ambassador and potentially maybe put him on television in some kind of role, um, they obviously must believe that he is uh, sober and, and ready to go. So, yeah, good for him. Um, he He's... Generally, there's that one. Some some years have more than one kind of headliner class. Like there was the year I think 
like Bruno and Mick Foley went in on the same year or like, you know, several years ago they had Hogan and Piper going on the same year. We were kind of thinking, wow, that's, that's, they probably should have saved one of those guys for another year. But um, yeah. So on this show though, he's, he's definitely the, the top, the top, yeah, the, uh, the headliner here and probably the only guy that's worthy of that top spot. So yeah, not, I shouldn't say worthy, but uh, you know, that's, that's the big, big name this year. So yeah, I, I think it'll be fun. I think he'll have a nice speech and uh, you know, they'll play his music and everybody will go crazy. So that, that'll be fun. A hall of fame is consistently my favorite part of WrestleMania weekend. So I'm really looking forward to that. Nothing better than hearing old wrestlers tell old wrestling stories uh, for a couple of hours. So I hope everybody that uh, deserves time to speak uh, gets ample time. And I uh, really, really look forward to the Hall of Fame every year. And I'm really looking forward to TakeOver on Saturday as well. We will be back after TakeOver very late Saturday night, very early Sunday morning to recap that show. And we'll be back tomorrow to preview WrestleMania. And until then, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back tomorrow with more stories from the wrestling life. Goodbye. This episode of The Wrestling Life is brought to you by Onnit, onnit.com, and their new mood supplement. New mood is great for unwinding after a long day at work or helping erase occasional daily stresses. New mood is like a deep breath and a smile in a bottle. You can check out New Mood or any of Onnit's great supplements at onnit.com. Click through the link on our Twitter page or in the iTunes description of this episode. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. Hey everybody, it's Ethan. Wanted to give a shout out to our friends at Contenders Clothing. Contendersclothing.com slash ref slash the wrestling life. At Contenders, they feature a collection of amazingly designed men's boxer briefs inspired by our athletic heroes and champions. Their boxer briefs use ride control technology, which prevents the underwear from riding up on the leg. Their design and creative partners are John and Mike Anderson, who are the founders of Tank Farm Men's Apparel Line and retail stores in Seal Beach and Huntington Beach, California. At Contenders, they also have an initiative called Everyday Contenders, where they give back to those who are fighting for something. The most recent cause was a second chance, and they're in the process of delivering underwear, hats, and t-shirts to Blessed Mary O Friends, which is a sober recovery assistance program. At Contenders, they really love to give back as well as provide great underwear, hats, and t-shirts. So check them out. Contendersclothing.com slash ref slash the wrestling life.
listening the other day to when uh, uh or uh, this was like one of those uh, on this day in history segments on the radio and they're like yeah on this day in 1886 coca-cola was invented and it had an actual cocaine in it <laughs> and it made me think that you should try cocaine well, yes and <laughs> not only that but like what were what was 1886 like? Were <laughs> people just rolling around high on cocaine? <laughs> Can you imagine how easy it was to get away with crime in that era? <laughs> like any crime, but really, I mean, like the terrible crimes. <laughs> like internet piracy. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like how easy it was it to just like as long as you like weren't at the scene when somebody found the body, like you're not going to get arrested <laughs> for murder. Um, <laughs> You know, God forbid so, somebody did something horrible to a woman. She's a woman in 1896. She's a liar. So, oh man, it wasn't so easy <laughs> to be a criminal in that era. It's a wonderful thought. <laughs> no, it's horrible, but like, I, I don't. I mean, I'm injecting some comedy in it for the sake of the bonus features here. But um, yeah, that's, that's what I always think about when I think about the old days. Like, man, it must have been so easy to be a criminal. <laughs> that's tremendous insight and in, in why you are the hammer well it's like oh, all you do is like oh well people don't like me in this town let me move you know there's no there's no like location stuff so uh i'll just move like four miles away and live a new life like <laughs> <laughs> For, first i'll murder all my enemies in this town <laughs> right <laughs> and i'll be a mysterious drifter in another town Right. If I make enemies there, I'll murder that too, and then just keep going. <laughs> very, very. That's that. That does fascinate me. It's like how how stupid did you have to be to actually get caught in that era? I feel like it's a little bit like two hundred five live, though. It's like everybody's five was five foot six, and uh, not like two hundred five live. But you also you only live to you know forty nine or so. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying, maybe it's not the utopia that you're painting. <laughs> oh, you just got a common cold, and I died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not trying to say, oh, I wish I was a criminal in the 1800s. <laughs> I'm just saying it would be very easy to be one. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm saying I would be very good at it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Not that I would want to, but if I did want to, I would be great at it. <laughs> In the 1800s. I don't even I don't even know where to go from here. I don't want to talk about <coughs> Ember Moon now. <laughs> We're not topping that. All right. Hold it life without a chaperone is what you thought I try to keep on keeping on.